welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is my partner in crime, Court Winsett. Greetings, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Katie, what are we talking about today? Well, first, you gotta have the opening bell. Come on. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. <laughs> it just depends on your mood. Okay. Okay, you're getting a little sassy. So we uh, need to calm this down. So, you know, last time we talked about Social Security, this time we're bringing an episode that we did promise you, and it's not months later. <laughs> so we we talked about what you need to do before you get married. We talked about the actual wedding and planning for that and the marriage. Now we're going to talk about prenup. Prenup. Prenuptial agreement. Yes. The act of getting married is beautiful, but there can be some l- tremendous legal things going on with that. And, you know, you got to worry about your money. But let me tell you, this wise man once said, and I, I, I want to quote this to you. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup. It's something that you need to have. Because when she leave your ass, she going to leave with half. <laughs> Wise words from Mr. Kanye West. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is obviously from Gold Digger. I'm sure it's all in your head now, but no, yeah. I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> so we want prenup. Okay. We're not suggesting you actually holla at somebody when you want a prenup because that might not go well. And it's like, hey, honey, I know I just put a ring on that. Holla, we want prenup now. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. But before we get into the nitty gritty of what actually is a prenup, <laughs> what... Nitty-gritty. Why are you laughing at that? Because it's it's just amusing. It's all amusing. <laughs> get serious for a second. Okay. Before we get into the definition of prenup and what can be in it, what it is, who it's for, and why you should consider it or not, let's talk about some crazy prenups. Let's let's do a list, Katie. Yeah, and these are not necessarily all celebrities. This is just list I found out there on various websites and Cam actually gets to join us for this one. Cam I'm going to jump in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go a little round robin and uh, I'll I'll start with number 1. One of the prenups had a clause that a husband, I said husband's, husband's weight should not exceed 180 pounds and if he does, he must pay the wife $5,000 for every additional pound annually until he is back to his target weight. Robin would be rich. <laughs> I don't know where the heck I would come up with $5,000 per pound per, per pound. year. But, I mean, I can tell you I'm well over one. I'm wondering with that, like, is it if as long as, you know, you weigh at the beginning of the year and then you weigh at the end and it all bounces out? Or is it like if you have any gain fluctuation throughout the year? Oh, that would be... See, there, I mean, there, I got questions on that. Like, yeah. what are the stipulations? And 180, man, that's so light. Yeah, that's like, harsh. <laughs> that's, that's rough. I just, I, I put this was in there because I thought it was amusing. You know, expect kind of with the woman sometimes putting that in there, but with the husband. <laughs> I, really, if we're being honest, <laughs> you shouldn't expect that, that something no. like that would go into anybody's prenup. That's horrible, but... It is. Okay, number okay. two, and along the same lines, is the wife who must... It's required by the prenup that she lose all of her baby weight in 10 months after having a baby on schedule. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I, <laughs> that's I just rough. can't, I can't imagine that, I can't, I, I can't imagine in black handing and white. a document that had that in it to my wife 
It just sets a tone for the yeah, marriage. Just, yeah, this wow. is before you say I do. You're signing this. Yeah. How about limit of one Sunday night football game per month for the husband and a limit of one season of The Bachelor slash Bachelorette per year for the wife, all which must be watched from the den or bedroom, not occupying the largest TV <laughs> in the house. That's so specific. It is very, somebody had some very specific with that. Yes. Okay, must live at least five miles from in-laws, and they should only be allowed to visit once per month unless babysitting. Yes, so that is, uh, I, just to be clear, that is a minimum distance that they're talking about yeah. there. You must, you, there, there must be at least, at least five, five miles separation. <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, here's another <laughs> one that's interesting. This one, I think, uh, uh, again, whatever, whatever floats your boat, but... Must have sex at least three times a week. That's um, that's some uh, that's some uh, you know. Yeah, when I was doing some research, actually, it's you know we'll get into this. We're talking about prenups and how they become more popular, but apparently the three to five week rule is very popular with the younger people that are creating these prenups. The older people who've had prenups for years and years, they just put stipulation of once a month in theirs. <laughs> So, okay, moving on. Well, what I want to know is what happens if you break it? What happens if you break a rule like this? Is it just automatic divorce? I don't know. See, that's why We like, only had, you know, <laughs> we only did it twice this week. Oh, I want a divorce. Maybe it's $1,000 fine. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Why do y'all keep giving me the long ones? <laughs> Wife-to-be wanted a $100,000 per incident payment from the husband-to-be in the event he cheated on her. This was driven because the wife to be hooked up with him when he was married to another woman. She knew that he was Flandering. I did not know where that was going while I was reading it. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, so spouse to get paid a certain amount per year married, per the years married, in exchange for being able to cheat on the spouse once per month. Okay. So basically, I will marry you. But I'm gonna pay you a certain amount, so I can go so that I and can cheat wander on you once a month. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I mean, some somebody created this. Listen, all kinds of people have all different kinds of marriages. You don't you, you don't know what pe- what people are doing behind closed doors. So the pineapples. No judgment. <laughs> it's your turn, Court. Oh, okay. So <laughs> um, let me see. What is next? The uh, husband. Okay, a husband requested that if the marriage ended, he would be able to pay a certain amount of money in a lump sum settlement, but in turn, he would earn the right to veto anyone his wife would date for the three years following their divorce. I think that's awesome. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I'll give you money, but I get all control over who you can date and who you can't. (laughs) Mm. It's illegal in various states to write in the prenup, but many women have requested higher settlements that mirror the number of children they have for their husband. Ah, yes. The old... uh, old, I prefer... Provide heirs for mm, you. You yeah. should pay me. It's very King Henry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that's that goes back a long time. Oh okay, so all the pets to stay together after divorce and would have visitation rights. There's actually the pet nups. That's the thing. Okay, people so get crazy about that. <laughs> caring for your marital beasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right to perform a random drug test. Ah, oh, that's a good one to have in there. Yeah. A claim on frequent flyer miles should spouse be unfaithful. <laughs> That's taking, so oddly specific. It is. If you cheat on me, I'm taking all the frequent flyer miles. 
That's, I don't know. It it's, just, it's just, these y'all, these are conversations that are happening before the I do. So you're just thinking about what's going to happen. Like, I love you today, but I'm taking your damn freaking well, what about the guy that? What about the guy that says, hey, listen, I love you. Let's get married, but I'm going to cheat on you once a month. I'll pay you for it. <laughs> That's just insane. Whatever. I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Uh, for a husband not to have to go on vacation with his mother-in-law. Yes, well, that uh, I feel sorry for anybody who has a relationship with their mother-in-law that would make it miserable for them to travel with them. But I know that those things do exist. I've never experienced it myself. Nor have I. Katie? <laughs> Everybody's covering their butts. We're all good. We all we are family. We love this here, okay? <laughs> Provisions regarding the amount of time allowed on social media and chores. So, okay. I, I mean, I guess I, this, you know, this is the kind of thing that like, if you're having these conversations prior to marriage, if you're limiting, honey, you can only be on social media. Obviously, X this is something like the, the guilty spouse must spend a ton of time on social media and it's a problem. It's a sticking point. Yeah. So, you already know these issues prior to going into the marriage. And the cr- final crazy prenup, uh, one that contains beauty budgets like nails, Botox, plastic surgery, etc. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's in there. And, you know, if your appearance lacks, then you must get plastic surgery. It's it's out there. Okay, so that was our kind of crazy list. I did want to throw in a couple of bonus ones that are some celebrity prenups, because uh, that's you oftentimes hear of that. A lot of them were more like large amounts of money if something happened. But some of these that I picked out were a little bit more um, kind of jumped out there. So Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards. Before they even said I do, they were so paranoid about the other ones cheating on each other. So they actually had a $4 million uh, for who the one that cheated had to pay that amount. Mm. So they already knew that one of them was going to screw up. I bet I know which one. <laughs> Tiger's blood. Charlie. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> okay, you want to do the next one? Liz Taylor and Larry Fortinsky. You want me to handle that one? Yeah. You can't do it yourself. You sure? Fortinsky. <laughs> Okay, so Liz and Larry, Larry would be paid a million dollars after the marriage was five years old. Liz was... Uh, Liz had a lot of husbands. Yeah, she, she was... And Larry, I think, had... A, notorious for going through the husbands. Yeah. Like, like nine or ten marriages. Yeah, the yeah there was a lot. She always got some gorgeous jewelry out of it. Mm. Uh, Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban, here goes to the drug test. I didn't actually realize this, but Keith Urban used to be a big cocaine addict. He was very big into cocaine, and so they actually have stipulations that as long as he stays clean, then he won't be cut off. Okay. Well, this I mean, next you know, one is shocking me, by the way. That's it's fair, and I'm actually Katie. I'm going to let you take the next okay. one. Okay. I'm, you I'm to. really heartbroken by this. Yeah. So yeah. if you've listened to our podcast before, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Um, you know, came from the hospital in a Cowboys outfit, I think, or maybe that's just the story I've been told, and it's not true. Whatever. So Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo. Tony Romo was quarterback for Dallas Cowboys. He's now broadcasting for CBS. CBS. Um, they were engaged. They did not follow through with the wedding. Maybe I know why now because, gosh, Tony, Romo had in there that Jessica Simpson could not weigh over 135 pounds or she would have to pay 500000 per pound gain. 
Remember the story before? There was only 5,000? This is mm-hmm. 500,000. Yeah. And, you know, listen, Jessica's, she's, her weight has gone up and down over her life yeah. and her career. That, she's fluctuated. It just seems like a, an absolutely ridiculous and unfair provision to me. I think that's probably why when he met her, she was on her smaller side. And, oof, yeah, I understand why they didn't get married now. Yeah. Well, that and she affected his ability to play quarterback every time, you know, like uh, the whole time he was dating her, he, he was... Terrible. Okay, we're not talking about Cowboys. Stop. Okay, sorry. Cam, I feel like this next one's yours. Okay. Mark Zuckerberg uh, has it down that he needs to spend a minimum of 100 minutes with his wife alone outside the office every week. <laughs> I just it sounds so desperate. It's so like 100, a minimum of 100 <laughs> yes. minutes. Like it's, a it's so him. It just it makes yeah, sense. It makes sense for Zuckerberg. Okay, Court, you want the last one? Well, Spielberg. Old Stevie Boy had a prenup, but it was on a napkin, so the court didn't count it as a legitimate agreement. Now, this would have been with his first wife, uh, I guess, Amy Irving. Yes, because so, that's, yeah, the article said the, that she was in the movie Carrie. Yeah, she she played, I think, one of the popular kids. Okay. Um, I, I knew her more from, like, some of her, her TV shows, but she was, she wasn't, she, she, I guess she is an actress, but, um... Uh, she was she was in a lot of movies in the in the like the eighties and so forth and and they they got married but they got divorced and um, then Steven Spielberg ended up marrying Kate Capshaw and they've been together ever yeah. since. Well, so. and I'm sure he ne- learned uh, next time not to do a prenup on a napkin. Yeah. yeah. And the last little one, I uh, he this isn't really about their prenup, but what was interesting is you know Kanye West had the song Gold Digger and had in there like we want prenup, mm-hmm. but articles out there say that when him and Kim K. We're getting en- married and about to get engaged, or well, got engaged and we're about to get married. Reverse that. Uh, he was very much in love and didn't think that they needed to get a prenup. And mm. it was actually Kim Kardashian that pushed that they actually have a prenup. So I just think that's a little fun thing of, dude, you had a song about it and you were so blinded by love that you didn't even think about having it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kim has a, a, an empire of her own to protect. So that's oh, yeah, they both need to protect. Were, yeah, he he has his his Yeezy brand, and she has all of her Kardashian stuff. So goodness gracious. Yeah. So with that, let's get into actually what is a prenup and why you need to be listening to this and know that it's not just for the rich and famous. What is a prenup, Katie? So a prenup is a prenuptial agreement, a written contract created by two people before they are married. Typically list all of the property each person's own, as well as any debt, and specifies what each person's property rights will be after the marriage. Yeah, it's. I mean, not only does it list all the property they own, but there's there if you there's usually in there that that if you, if you fail to list everything, if it comes out that you you hid some stuff, then mm-hmm. the the whole thing is is null and void. Yeah, okay, you have to be truthful yeah. for sure. So some states actually call it. Is that antinuptial? Antinuptial, but it's spelled just for those since they're you know since we're just voices. A n t e antinuptial. Yeah. It's it's kind of like um, uh, anti means before. So yeah. Before. So antinuptial yeah. agreements or premarital agreements. Um, agreement and contract are kind of interchanged in a lot mm. of this. But uh, you know you learn from Spielberg. Mm. This is something that you don't do on a napkin. Yes. You actually seek an attorney. Printed paper. Yes. yes, printed paper. Yeah. Digital copies. Everything possible. Type it up. It's got to be clear and understandable mm-hmm. to be enforced with the agreement. It must be fair. Both parties signed voluntarily with the presence of their lawyers. And not to be completely one-sided. Completely honest from both parties about their assets and debts. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, one of the big things that that I have watched, I I have not done any prenups, so it's it's sort of outside of my area of practice when I was a practicing attorney. But I've watched one of my co associates at the law firm uh, do them, and I, I've always noticed that, that there's quite frequently a lot of a lot of back and forth between lawyers that goes into the production of a, a prenuptial agreement. So yeah, both parties are highly highly encouraged to have an mm-hmm. attorney. That's working for them and on their behalf and, uh, you know, to do all of that. We do occasionally see them where we'll have one attorney that's doing, I've, I've seen one attorney that's done the, the prenup for both sides. And you've got to, you've got to make sure that both sides are basically saying, I recognize that I'm, that there's one attorney representing both of us. I waive my right to have my own personal individual attorney. Yeah. You I know, didn't know that one. No. <laughs> so yes, I, I have a prenup and know that. And that's my husband. I did give him full authority. He could go and seek an additional person to look at this, review it, and make sure that, you know, I wasn't slipping some crazy thing in there that he has to present me with breakfast in bed two times a week, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And he would know if it was in there because he drives around with our prenup in his truck. Now, but why... (laughs) I don't know. Why do you need a prenup, Katie? You're not rich and famous. So, okay, why do you need a prenup? Because (laughs) you think about it, it's like, oh, it's the elite, it's the, you know, rich and famous, the wealthy, Mm -hmm. but it's not just for them. It can protect assets for if there's a... Part, a party, a spouse that's a potential spouse that's got assets from prior that they have inherited, wealthy, something well, like, like that. You know, we we discussed the fact that both Kim and Kanye had built fortunes and empires yeah. before they ever got married. Prior to finding love, they yeah, but had even money. if you even if you don't have a fortune, even if you're not as as rich as as Kim Kardashian, you may have a business that you built up mm-hmm. prior to the marriage that you want that's yours that you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into. And it may not be worth a billion dollars, but it may be worth something to you and you want to make sure that you hang on to it if anything yeah. ever happens. A lot of times it's if, if you've been married before mm-hmm. and you know maybe you did have this Spielberg incident with the napkin and it went sour or you had a bad marriage and it ended and you kind of got screwed in the divorce. Mm-hmm. That's a reason. If you've got kids from a previous marriage or you know, not with the person you're going to be marrying, mm-hmm. that's something that you really want to throw in there to make sure you have it set up if you know, it's your parents' house and you want to make sure it goes directly to your child and it's not going to somebody else. In a lot of states, there are laws that protect a spouse if you pass away mm-hmm. uh, and you leave, if you don't leave the spouse a certain amount, then a, a lot of states have provisions for the spouse to be able to elect to take a uh, basically a, a legislated amount that's in yeah. the law instead. And uh, a lot of states also, the only way that they will allow you to get around those laws is if there is something that is specifically prenup. stipulated in the prenup. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so it helps cl- clarify the financial rights and really lays this out. It helps can, to avoid some arguments in the case of divorce, protection from debt. Think about, Student loans are a big thing that if you knew you were going into this marriage and someone had a lot of student loans, had a lot of, the quote we hear all the time, bringing in baggage. Do they have mm-hmm. kids? Do they have debt? What are they bringing? Do we need to try and protect? Because it really is about protecting each other. Mm-hmm. And so having a business or inheriting money, the reason why, you know, my husband and I did it, it's not that we're rolling in the dough. It's that both of us have families that have created their own businesses they've mm-hmm. done their own things that we feel like one day we might we don't know for sure we might one day inherit these businesses and that's where one of those we wanted to make sure that 
we love each other now, but when we're signing this document, if things go sour, we're protecting really our families mm-hmm. and us having that and keeping it separate. And yeah, I, I don't, I, this is anecdotal at best. I don't have any hard numbers on this, but I wonder frequently how, how, how often prenups are driven, not just by the, the, the people themselves, but also by their, their families, their parents and so forth. Oh yeah. It's so, I mean, I don't know if y'all watch sex in the city, sex in the city used to be my show. I loved it. And uh, Charlotte, one of the main characters on there, she was marrying Trey. This mm-hmm. was the first husband. And Bunny, the mother-in-law, was very involved. And she was all like, well, all all the McDougals, I think was their last name, all of those women sign a prenup. And so he just kind of slipped it to her and was like, oh, it's just standard language mm-hmm. and tried to make it like above her. Well, there was a lot of stuff kind of hidden in there. And her worth was only... if divorce happens and Charlotte actually advocated for herself and got that uh, elevated a little bit. But that was driven by the family, that that's just what we do. Our family dynasty is that you have prenups. So yeah, a lot of it I feel like is family. It's the um, a, a term jokingly that I've heard used, this is not a legal term, is the, the crazy witch clause, mm. <laughs> you know, protecting from different people and that may be involved in the family. And it's also, you think back to when we talked about finances and relationships, if you know someone's a soft heart and they could end up giving your money away to a relative or a friend that keeps calling and begging for it, this is all terms and stuff you can do. But yeah, we got to face the facts. This is crazy. You're thinking about this. You've just you know, said I do, or you've just said- You just said I will. I will. I do want to marry you. And now you're going, okay, well, hold on. Let's let's figure out what could potentially happen and how to protect ourselves before you say I do. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my cousin, I'm not going to say which one. So she was getting married for the second time. And uh, her attorney had to actually meet her at the nail salon the day before her wedding because she had procrastinated. Mm. But she had to get it done. Yeah, well... Got to get that done. You do. Got to get it signed. Okay. I, you know, we're going to try and, on this episode, give you both sides of it. And a lot of times prenups get a bad rep. And mm-hmm. it's just that it's either for the rich and famous or it's because you don't trust this person and you want to have control and try and stipulate. And it's not always that. Yeah. You know, saying, hey, baby, let's sign a prenup. That's not the sexiest thing. That's not the most romantic thing. Right. But it doesn't mean the lack of trust. It's important discussions that should happen prior to saying I do to ensure that your finances are handled during and after marriage should it end. Mm -hmm. It helps create transparency and setting expectations for a successful marriage and protects it in case one in case it fails. Yeah, and it it, protects both spouses. I mean, a lot of people think of it in in terms of like, oh, it's some rich man or woman and then their poor broke spouse that they're forcing into this horrible agreement. And I'm not saying that that probably hasn't happened quite a few times, but... Uh, for them to really be effective, they are they have to be fair to both spouses, and they have to protect that they, 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 that's that's a key element for it to be upheld in court is that it is fair to both spouses when it is signed. So. Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, we've all seen this in pop culture. I'm sure is if you've got that person that kind of seems like a gold digger almost, and they're just marrying somebody for money, then this is kind of something that helps. Put, shine a light on it if it is just someone's blinded by 
oh, I love them. They love me. I trust them fully. And then as soon as the I do happens, they flip a switch. It's, I mean, I'm thinking of like, I don't know why I'm picturing Adam's family. Do you remember when she like fell in love with Fester and loved him and thought he was perfect and then she tried to kill him? I do not remember that. Oh, gosh, no. you, don't, um, you remember that, Cam? Yep. Okay. But so it, that, that happens. You've got these people that take advantage. And so this is, it's, a, it's an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. You think about it. You're protecting yourself and you're protecting your children. You're protecting your family that it may be that you may be inheriting that money. There's things that you've got to consider with that. But yes, it does protect both. And it's, you know... It's something to consider. Well, it's interesting. Um, there is a, I can't, I can't, could not for the life of me tell you which channel, but there is a channel that runs several episodes of How I Met Your Mother every single night. And a lot of nights when we get home at night, we just turn on How I Met Your Mother. And so just recently, the the the, the part that was running is the lead up to uh, Barney and Robin getting together. Ah. But in the lead up to that, Barney actually has a relationship with a girl named Quinn and asks her to marry him and uh, then suggests uh, his his co-worker says, hey, we you, you need to get a prenup. And so they write this prenup. And I swear to you, the prenup is like three reams of paper. I remember that yeah. episode. Yes. And, and it's having them go through it. Yeah. <laughs> And then so Quinn responds with her own version of the of the prenup, and hers is like three reams of paper. And yeah. the the men and the women in the group, you know, come to they're fighting with each other. They're taking sides and so forth. It's a it's a funny episode. It's also in their case, it's it's what leads them to decide that they don't need to get married. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, that kind of it it sucks when you think about that, but it's almost a. You're in the heat of the moment. You've, you know, accepted this ring. You've said, yes, you want to marry this person. Mm -hmm. But then it kind of gives you that last check of reality of like, wait, is this really the best decision? Is this, you know, if you start listing out, well, if they're going to cheat on me or you start putting clauses in there that allows you to cheat, do you really need to be getting married? Well, you know, and again, I said this on the front end when we were going through those. Every marriage is different. You never know what sort of arrangement a couple has with each other and how they live their lives. Yeah. Certainly what, what what goes on in a person's home and behind closed doors, that is that is their business. And if the, part of your thing is that, then it, I guess it's, it's as good as anything to have it, to go ahead and have it spelled out on the front end. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I want to talk about sort of just real quick, pr- practically speaking, I mean, you know, you think of the idea of this prenup being sort of a, a romance killer or something. Uh-huh. So practically speaking, you don't necessarily want to propose and then right after they say yes, hand them a, a prenup and say like, here you go. <laughs> it's all in timing. <laughs> yeah, it, it is all in timing. So, you know, like how long do you have before your wedding? Because you probably don't want to be dealing with the prenup the day before the wedding. You you know, you don't want it to ruin <laughs> no. that part. Plus, as the closer you get to the wedding, the more stressed you are generally anyway. Yeah. Um, so you, you've got to kind of time it out, you know, how long do I wait after I've asked you to marry me before I bring up the prenup idea? But make sure that you're not getting so close to the wedding that it's like last second. I yeah, guess. you got to find that sweet spot. And it, <laughs> and it can't be one of those like you're at the cake testing and you're like, oh, yeah, this chocolate is great. Hey, honey, we need a prenup. Like, no, no you. this is like all hard conversations. You've got to plan it out and like say, you know, tonight we're going to talk about this mm-hmm. and lay out all the facts and make sure that you're on the same page and that if you do have concerns, but yeah, I 
I can't say that there aren't some people that do this and then decide, nope, nope, marriage is not for me. Yeah. That could happen. So yeah, it's one of those don't wait till the last minute. Don't let it be a black cloud hanging over you where it seems like you're, it's hard to bring it up. If you make it a big deal and seems sketched out about it, mm-hmm. then it's going to come across to your spouse instead of just like, hey, I've heard about prenups. Why don't we sit down and discuss if we think this is something for us? Right. And it's one of those that you can probably talk to a law firm, financial advisor, somebody, and just say, like, is this something we need to be doing? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Just locally speaking, you, you, okay, so one of the things that, that, um, that, that I, You'll you'll hear people talk about is is you know the cost of it obviously mm-hmm. um, because like for instance in our market you know it would not be unheard of to have an attorney charging you anywhere from say two hundred dollars an hour to five hundred dollars an hour and if they're spending a lot of time going back and forth with your your fiance's yeah. attorney trying to hash out the details of this writing stuff rewriting it it can end up being expensive. And that's just in this market. I mean, attorneys up in the the Northeast, they you know they're charging a thousand, two thousand dollars an hour. Oh yeah. Um, so it can be expensive, but it, it it can ultimately save you money in the long run. Um, yeah, that may be something you need to add into your uh, wedding budget if that's something important to you, and yeah. having this laid out and having it done properly. Yeah. To make sure it's it's transparent, it's got everything in there. If somebody came to me as an attorney and asked me to write up a prenup for them, I would I would probably say no because I don't have. It's I, not your expertise. Yeah, or, yeah. So you know, get get a person who's knowledgeable on the subject and make sure that that, that they do it right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's and I want to be transparent of this. Is this doesn't mean that if you have a prenup that divorce is going to be easy. You know, it doesn't necessarily avoid litigation and different events with the divorce. Mm-hmm. This is just a helping stone towards this. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And there are things actually called post-nups as well. Yeah. That's an option. I, I've heard I've, I've heard of these. I've heard these discussed. I, 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 for whatever reason, I have it in my head that they're, they're actually not as, not as easy to uphold as a prenup. Um, but I, I'm just spitballing there. I think I, I yeah. you know, I got that impression from somewhere. I mean, at, at that point, it's one of those you've already said I do, and now you're working on the documents. And so, if that significant other after you said I do already turned crazy and started spending your money, well, you know, you didn't have a prenup and trying to create a postnup, it may be too late mm-hmm. at this point. But there is something like that. There's a lots of different clauses that can be put in there. Yeah. And you know, you've got the cheating clause. Yes, some people have that. There's actually something called the sunset clause, and that is where you can set how long the prenup is active for. Okay. I mean, some of them, it's just, I guess if you don't have the sunset clause, it's, you know, forever, forever until the wedding's, ter- or until the wedding, until the marriage is terminated. Mm-hmm. But some people put, you know, this prenup is in effect for five years, 10 years, whatever it may be. It's So there's, it's with everything. It's complicated. It depends. It's personalized. It's what works best for you and your significant other as you're putting this together. And the more complicated the estate, the more baggage, the more empires, different things you're bringing to the table, then it's going to be more dollars and more time spent on putting it together. Yeah. Well, you want it done right. So what can we put in it? Okay. So you can put distinctions between separate and marital property. Yes. That's an obvious one. Yeah. Protection against the other spouse's debts. 
So okay. those student loans, yeah. all of that, you know, that's where you got to be honest about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Provisions providing for children from previous relationships. Yes, that would be a key one. Yeah, protection to keep family property in the family. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what I was talking about that we don't know with me and Daniel, but that's kind of what we were protecting ourselves in case we were to inherit anything from family. Yeah. Protection for estate plans. Yes. Directions for property distribution upon divorce. Because that, that's one in there, and there's some crazy ones of, you know, who gets the vacation home, who gets this. Right. and But again, you're making this document pre, pre the I do. Yeah. And then descriptions of the responsibilities of spouses can be in there as well. And that's where... How far can you go on that? I mean, I, I guess so that's that's one of those... That's a tough it's question. The It's a tough question what... So let me, let me say what can't be included in there, then I'll okay. touch back on that. Yeah. So you can't detail anything illegally. So you can't sit there and say, if I murder somebody, you have to help me hide the body. Right. Like, you can't put anything like that in there. <laughs> you must have a pig farm so I can hide the bodies. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, you also can't include in there decisions regarding child support or child custody. That no, that's is because it's all determined by the yeah, state. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't have waivers of rights to alimony. You can't have that in there. Mm-hmm. And um, you can't have provisions that encourage divorce. Yeah, I, I saw that in your list, and I'm like, what exactly is a provision that would encourage divorce? And why can't you have that? I mean, <laughs> I know. guess that it kind of defeats the point. It's like, well, if you decide to divorce me after two years, I'll give you $100,000. But if you divorce me after three years, I'll give you $50,000. <laughs> so I. I don't know. It's just out there. It could be, but I, I just you know I, I, I'm always interested in what 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 is it what is it I'm missing? What what's the state's interest in creating laws that prevent you from doing a, a prenup that encourages encourages divorce? divorce? Well, so going back to your comment about kind of those uh, personal things that may be listed in this, there's some conflicting information, and I think with a lot of things, it depends on. Who who is drafting your document? What state you live in? You know what are what are the factors with this? Mm-hmm. But there are some things that say if you list in there, um, you know, like animals are going to certain people, the dividing of property, like that's kind of normal stuff. But if you're putting in there that you must have marital relations three times a week, mm-hmm. or you must, you know cook and clean, and if you spend five hours on social media every day, then I can charge you. I've seen some different articles out there that say that some judges will actually think this is a little frivolous and they'll try and throw out these prenups if they have all this listed in there. And so there are people who actually will have a separate document that really gets into the nitty gritty and list out, you know, you must wear pink on Wednesdays, like crazy things like that. Well, just remember, uh, binding contract, right? A binding contract is something where someone has offered someone else something Mm -hmm. they have accepted it and there is consideration there is some form of payment or whatever for for whatever it is that 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 the offer has been made so you can have a a legally binding contract to do stuff as long as it doesn't require someone to do anything illegal it just may be that that contract is not necessarily a part of your 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 prenup um, yeah. because you get with, with prenups, especially there's, there's this question of what exactly is the consideration for this that makes this a binding contract. So prenups are actually sort of just a, a whole separate category of agreement. And that's why the, the courts can, can sort of decide what is and is not 
uh, allowed to be in them Mm -hmm. because it's not just standard offer acceptance and consideration like a normal contract. Yeah. But I mean, there, there are obviously from this list, there are real people and real examples of these crazy stipulations being put into these documents that people are actually signing before they say I do. Mm. Okay. So we've got to be transparent and, you know, we've kind of talked more on like the facts and a little bit of some of the positives of it, but I kind of wanted to go back and forth with you court and do some pros and cons Mm -hmm. and throw a little bit of the negative that is out there and, you know, take it or leave it your opinion of it. Yes. So I guess typical, I'll do pro and you do cons. Yes, because you're a perky pickler. (laughs) Oh, is this going to stick around? (laughs) So pro, it helps protect. Mm, Con, it can create distrust. Mm. Pro, children are protected. Con, it's not romantic at all. (laughs) Pro, uh, business assets are protected. Con, it's not foolproof either. Pro, this is not this is the the, unless you have the uh, the what is it called the 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 Massey prenup. Oh yeah, intolerable (laughs) cruelty. Yeah. Yes, George Clooney, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, that's a great movie, but he is a divorce attorney. Yeah. And yes, the ironclad prenup. Oh yeah, that was can't, an intense one. Can't get around it. Yeah, um, that, that's that's a very good movie. I forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah, they're not foolproof. Not foolproof. Pro, uh, it's more than just for divorce. Um, and con, I think the most obvious one is you. It seems like you're basically planning on the front end for the marriage to fail if you do this. Yeah, and th- I mean. Well, when I've told some of my friends, because I mean, I'm at the age everybody's getting married, they're having babies, and I made a comment about, oh, yeah, our prenup, and they thought I was joking. Mm. And they're like, do, do y'all not trust each other? And I'm like, that's not what it is. But Keep in mind that it, it, can, it can plan for more than just divorce. Prenups yeah. can also plan for the death of the spouse and mm-hmm. so on. And so, and so there's, there's a lot that can be taken into consideration. So even though I say it is a con, it feels like the marriage is destined to fail, um, <laughs> It's not just about failed marriages, okay? Yeah. It, it can be about a lot more than that. Absolutely. Okay, I do, again, being transparent, there was an article that was out here that says why they are bad for marital health. This is one perspective. This is not saying that's mine or necessarily I agree with it. It's a lack of consideration, you know, not the give and take, but a take and take is how some people view it. Wah. Yep. Make It makes you think less of your spouse. No, really? if you have that conversation and everyone's on board with it, no. They're inherently unfair. No, that's not true. We've said it's got to make sure it's not one-sided. Yeah. Are much more extreme than they need to be. Well, well I mean, we've given some examples of some it's pretty It's with everything, stuff. Yeah. yes. But it can be just as basic as, hey, we want to protect ourselves or protect our assets. Let's set this up. It doesn't have to be detailed and everything like that. So it's... If you're an extreme person and you make it extreme, then you're marrying an extreme person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Provide a lifetime of bad memories. What does that even mean? I, I don't know. I guess it's like you have PTSD worrying about like, oh, we signed a that prenup. A lifetime of bad memories? What? You don't need to marry what, this person what, then. Who are the people that wrote this article? What What sort of f- daisy field do they live in? <laughs> I don't a little know. cottage made of candy or some crap. <laughs> Um, make for a difficult situation between you and your in-laws. Interesting. I think it could make for a better situation between you and your in-laws if they want you to sign it. Yeah, if your in-laws want you to sign it. I mean, it's again, it's it's about education and it's debunking. I could see how if one family was definitely for it and the other didn't understand. And if the... 
spouse or the child of those the parents didn't say like, oh no, this is what it is, mm-hmm. then yeah, I could see it setting yeah. it up. But if you want a long, happy life with the in-laws, you if might want to explain to them. The rest of your life. <laughs> uh, change the basic premises of what a marriage is. I mean, come on. Okay. Well, on its face, it's interesting. I, I, I get, I get sort of. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a little pet thing of mine. Uh, not really a pet peeve, but like this idea of of marriage as as a religious sacrament and the idea of marriage as a romantic thing and then the idea of the state being involved in your marriage and by the state I mean government yeah. state of Tennessee federal government whatever it is the state being involved in your marriage so you've got all of these different elements i think i said in in a previous episode you know marriage in a lot of ways is a very much a, a business consideration it is um but, you know, you've got all of these different conflicting ways that people view marriage. And not just one of them is correct. The, a marriage is a, a religious sacrament for many. But a marriage is also a business deal for many. A marriage can also... The, the state wants to have their say in your life. So, yeah. they're, 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 But they all... You know, one doesn't necessarily... The existence of all of these different factors that go into what a marriage actually is doesn't change what it inherently means to you unless you let it. Yeah. It's, again, this is a personal document. This is not where you go to local Kinko's and print out like, oh yeah, I'll just sign my name here. Here's our prenup. If you have an open marriage and you said in your prenup that you're allowed to go cheat once a month, or if you're perfectly fine with being paid fifty thousand dollars for every heir you give your spouse okay like it's got to be what works for you and at the end of the day so you know they say you don't full another thing on here you don't fully understand it before you sign it don't sign anything until you fully understand it yeah talk to a lawyer if you don't agree with that if you're not wanting to be paid a salary to be a stay-at-home mom that the second you get pregnant you've got to stay home then don't sign that Amend it. Get your attorney to say, yeah, let's change that. Because this is a contract you're doing. And so if you don't want to sign this, don't sign it. Yeah. Don't get married to the person then. And then what's that last one? <laughs> what was that? I was getting tongue-tied. Okay. Uh, the other little thing they throw on here on why it's bad for marital health is encourages money manipulation. Okay, I think if someone is inclined to manipulate money and try and hide it from their spouse, they're going to be inclined to do that, whether there's a prenup involved or not. Yeah. This, this article, I, I mean, I'm sure the, <laughs> the people that wrote it were lovely people, but I, 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 I feel like this is a very sort of nonsense. I don't agree with many of these points. No, I don't agree with them at all. And it, it's again, it's just one of those, it's what you make of it. And there's going to be, with everything, the extremes on one side or the other. It can be as simple as possible. It can be as detailed as possible. If your fiance is being a jerk about the the prenup, <laughs> then you, you may have issues and, you know, you may want to Consider that this is the, you know, what, how, how is this reflecting their personality and how they will be for the rest of your life? But that's not the prenup's fault. That's just because you're marrying a jerk, apparently. And it it goes back to when we're talking about the wedding episode and the merging finances and stuff that a lot of premarital classes actually talk about how are you going to handle financial aspects? Because what is a huge cause of divorce? People hiding finances, arguing about money. And so this is just another step into planning. 
you do financial planning, hopefully for your life and make sure you're prepared. Well, this is an element of financial planning, making sure that you're having these conversations before you contract and bind yourself to another person mm-hmm. and they're accepting on their debt and their different, you know, cocaine addiction, whatever they may have, you're merging all that, which if you've learned anything from our podcast, everything full circles goes back to it's a financial impact. In some way, everything goes back to that. So it's it, it's not all bad. They're not all bad. <laughs> you- all right, Katie, I think we've had enough fun with this one. I feel like uh, maybe it's time to, to wrap it up and give them a bullseye. Okay, I'll go first with my okay. bullseye. Uh, so... I hope you've learned from this that prenups are not just for the rich and famous, the elites, that it, it really can be right for the average Joes. It's just you've got to look at your situation and see, is it a good decision for you and your spouse? Have that open conversation because honestly, it's millennials. I hate y'all. I hate using that term, but millennials are getting married. <laughs> I thought you were saying uh, millennials. I hate y'all. <laughs> I hate that term because it's like, I think I'm Kim, aren't we technically in that? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Well, millennials are getting married later in life. And so with it, they're coming into the relationship already having built up, you know, some 401k assets, you know, having an established life versus before prenups weren't as popular because you were broke when you got married. You just started out. So you didn't think about it like that. So... And divorce is on the rise. There's so much. It's very common for people to be divorced. So a lot of the millennials are getting prenups because they see all these divorces happen and they see what's happening around them and they're getting married later. So that's the big uptick on why these are a good option. So with anything I say, you know, advice and counsel, reach out to somebody and see if this is the right thing for you before you say I do. Mm. And you can always look into the post nups if you are have already said I do. <laughs> That's my bullseye. Bullseye. Well, my bullseye is going to be short and sweet. Prenups are not bad. So uh, you you really want to look into it and consider doing one if you you have anything that you want to protect in your life. Um, And remember that it's not just about divorce. Prenups cover a lot of things that, that may not have anything to do with divorce. Although also they obviously do cover divorce as well. But... This is an agreement between two people who are about to embark on a journey. And they're just basically mapping that journey out before they embark. Bullseye. Maybe somebody can just play the Gold Digger song when they want to talk about, Hey honey, we need to get a prenup. Just turn it up loud for that moment. Thanks Kanye for uh, sponsoring this podcast episode. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You have made it to the end, and thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Bullcast podcast. If you liked what you heard and you haven't already, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have this thing beamed directly into your brain every single Thursday. Uh, If you like pictures, we do have all the social medias. So we've got the Instagram, at Bullcast Podcast. We've got the Twitters, at Bullcast Podcast. And uh, I think we even have the Facebooks, don't we? We do. We have a Facebook page as well. So feel free to just check everything out. Um, uh, Also, Katie and I work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about our amazing team and what it is exactly that we do at Pickler Wealth Advisors and more about our boss, David Pickler, then please feel free to check out that website. That website is 
you guessed it, PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you so much information that you should just be brimming with it by now. So for now, feel free to go forth and be married. But I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're all already married, so we just... Good. Each other? <laughs> <laughs> Mailwitch. Goodbye. Goodbye.